Hello, and welcome to the Central Clubhouse, a video podcast of Christ Central. My name is Owen, and this is Bobby, and we were, and we're your hosts, and we'll be hanging out with you in the Central Clubhouse. Now, the goal of this video podcast is to help our church family feel a little bit more connected as we hang out together in our virtual clubhouse with different members of our church family and getting to know them better. But before we get started, let's start with some Christ Central news and updates. Pastor Bobby, Tell us a little bit about the pre premarital and marriage enrichment class that you'll be offering soon. Yes. So it's one of the classes that I love teaching. Uh, it's where young couples come together and just learn about how to communicate, what the Bible says about what marriage is and how to have a lifelong marriage. And so we'd love to see uh, all the couples. And you could be dating and very serious pre-engagement. You could be already engaged. And some people in their first year of marriage, also join as well. So you're all welcome to come and join us for this class. What about couples who've been married for 10 years? Can they come too? They can, but we haven't had any, but <laughs> <laughs> we would love to see them. Uh, and, you know, in the future, I think we will love to offer a marriage class so that mm -hmm. those who have been married for a long time can come together and just learn. Maybe they've never had a class like the premarital class yeah. and learn how to communicate and just connect together. So that's in the future is in the works. Well, I wish my wife and I could have taken this class with you when we first got married. Um, you also mentioned today in our worship service that our director, Karen Harrison, will be leaving Virginia to go to Florida. What's that all about? Yeah, we're sad, but we're also so joyful that God has called Todd to a new position to lead uh, this, uh, you know, and, and his family will be joining him. And so we're sad that uh, director Karen Harrelson would be leaving us, but um, we're also glad for them. And so we will have a farewell right outside the doors of our main sanctuary uh, in the concrete patio this Sunday. And um, we invite people to come and worship with us and then share a little bit of food and also pray for her. And she will also be sharing during service. And so you get to hear her. So mm. please sign up for the service and join us after. Uh, we're going to miss her. We're going to miss yeah. her passion for the gospel most of all. And yeah. uh, also next Sunday is All Church Sunday. I, and I heard kids and youth are welcome to attend that service. Is that true? Yes. So what, what ended up happening was during Easter service with all the children that came and it was just so filled with this kind of life and we all worship together. And so we would love for families to now sign up uh, through the planning center for the uh, service in on this upcoming Sunday service. And so please register on planning center with your family before all the spots are taken up. Okay, that's it for Central News and Updates. Uh, now let's introduce our guest for today. Today we get to hang out with Deaconess Sandy Kim. Welcome to the clubhouse, Deaconess Sandy. Deaconess Sandy. Oh, she's a rock star. And rock But star. before we get started, Deaconess Sandy, what are you drinking with us as we're hanging out together in the clubhouse? Okay, so I'm drinking our everyday go-to coffee from Trader Joe's. Oh. Show and tell. It's from it's uh, this brand right here, Columbia Supreme. Ooh, Columbia. And I just I just love it. It's it's good. It's good. Wonderful. Not as fancy as your coffee, but oh, every no, day no, no. goes to coffee. <laughs> that looks fancy. <laughs> uh, Pastor Bobby, what are you drinking today? Today I have with me a single origin Guatemalan coffee 
um, from Chung Coffee in New York, I believe. And Chung wow. is actually a Korean roaster. Um, and so it means kinship. I mean, there's no words in English that can describe what the word Chung is in Korean, but that's the name of the brand. Oh, awesome. And I am drinking a Guinness Blonde today. It is a crisp, fruity, refreshing beer, and I love it. Hold on. <laughs> mm, so refreshing. Well, Deacon and Sandy, we're so glad we can hang out with you together uh, today. Uh, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family? Sure. So I'm married to Elder Peter, and we've been mm -hmm. married um, for almost 27 years now. We have wow. three wonderful sons. Joshua's 25, and he just recently finished his uh, MDiv studies at Covenant Seminary. Awesome. And he is currently working as an EM pastor at Eden Presbyterian Church of Oregon, and he plans to get married this July. So we're wow. very excited. Congrats. Yes. And then our second son, Joseph, is uh, working for Accenture and working from home. And Jeremiah, the youngest, is 21, and he's finishing up his third year at the U.S. Coast Guard Academy. Wow. Three must boys. be proud of your boys. I am. I love them very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Deacon Sandy, tell us uh, some of your hobbies and recreations. What do you like to do for fun? Okay. Well, I enjoy cooking and baking okay. and hosting, uh, especially celebrating birthdays or special milestones with family and friends. I also love praying with my prayer partners, two friends mm. and I have been praying together on a weekly basis for over 10 years now. And uh, wow. recently I've also joined a few family members in praying for the 35 children of our next generation. Wow. Um, so anything that has to do with family, I'm right there. You know, I also enjoy listening to Focus on the Family and Family Life broadcasts on the radio on the mm -hmm. way to work every morning. Um, I, I wouldn't consider myself an athlete, but I would play pretty much almost any sport for fun, like uh -huh. social reasons, not professionally or competitively. And then fairly recently for fun, I have waited till my 50s to get into K-dramas because I heard how addictive they <laughs> were. So far, my most favorite K-drama is Crash Landing on You. Oh, oh, that's a popular that's one. So yeah. popular. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's been fun. Well, I know you're a fantastic cook because I myself have tried your amazing cooking, but what is your favorite dish or meal to prepare? Um, I would have to say kalbi. Ooh, yeah, kalbi. Yeah. Well, I don't think I've had the privilege or the pleasure of trying your carby so deacon and I have well. not either. But everything well, else, you need a schedule a dinner or something, huh, Pastor Bobby? Yes. I yes. Can yes. Them themselves over. I get a <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you like to travel or not, Deacon and Sandy. But if you could travel, is there a certain country that you would like to visit that you haven't visited yet? Well, I would love to go to Israel. Or okay. to the Holy Land mm -hmm. and visit some of the places where Jesus walked or where he sailed on this earth, like the Sea of Galilee, mm -hmm. Capernaum, 
me the Mount of Beatitudes, wow. uh, the Jordan River, or the Mount of Olives. That would be an amazing trip if I could ever get to go. Uh, that sounds amazing, right? Seeing actually like uh, biblical sites and venues come to life by being there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Actually, I had the chance to visit Israel uh, right out of college. And it was even then as a young person, it was life-changing for me uh, to see all these uh, historical sites. Um, mm. What's on your bucket list, Deacon Sandy? What are some things that you want to do before the Lord calls you home? Okay. Well, I don't officially have or keep a bucket list, but uh -huh. there are a variety of things that I would love to learn if I had time. Okay. Um, maybe take some basic classes on calligraphy or drawing or photography or interior designing uh, or decorating or, I mean, like lots of things like bread or pasta making or oh, Dancing. <laughs> if Albert <laughs> Theater would only join me for dancing. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to him about it. <laughs> okay, okay. And um, I would also love to take a seminary course to learn just just to learn more deeply about the Bible, whether it be the wow. or the New Testament. That would be a great privilege. Mm -hmm. um, having had a son that you know went to seminary, I'm actually I love talking to him and, and learning from my son. Yeah. You know what's so cool about Josh is he is one of the first third generation Korean Americans in pastoral ministry. And that's super, I, I think that's awesome. Um, he is like literally the, the next, next generation of pastors that, that are coming up. And we have high hopes for Josh. Oh, it's all by the grace of God. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to kind of some of the more kind of serious questions, what's one strange or odd fact about you that nobody would know unless you volunteered it okay well um i don't know about nobody knowing but uh <laughs> i i like to listen to 80s love songs while, okay. while playing while playing travel <laughs> as a family and then competing against elder peter to see who remembers the title of the song or the name of the artist or the group that's singing. And usually, <laughs> it's Elder Peter that wins that contest. Okay, you know, uh, I love 80s love songs too. So what are some of your favorite <laughs> bands from the 80s? I mean, are you talking like Chicago? And Journey. Or, oh, Journey. Oh, Journey. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I, I think 80s love songs are the best. Nothing even comes best. close. I would agree <laughs> with you. And I don't think we're biased just because we're Generation X, but I think it's just objectively true. Right, Deacon and Sandy? Absolutely. I, my wife said uh, her students say those songs are so retro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love retro. <laughs> uh, okay, um, changing gears here a little bit, Deacon and Sandy. Tell us uh, briefly how you became a Christian. When did you start following Christ um, you know, seriously and regularly? Okay. So I grew up in the church, but it wasn't until my junior year in high school um, mm. when a youth pastor had a Bible study on the book of James. And for okay. whatever reasons, the Holy Spirit used a specific verse to touch my heart and to challenge my faith and my belief in God. And that was oh. James 2.19, uh, which says, um, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And so I, I realized through that verse, oh my goodness, I think I'm just, I was just content knowing that God existed. But uh-huh. I was challenged that summer to take that next step and go even wow. further to get to know him personally as my Lord and Savior. So I, I was really convicted of my sins, um, mainly the sins of like my own efforts to be in good standing with God, just mm. trying to be good, you know, and on my own accord and also through my own good works instead of uh, really learning how to rely on Christ and Christ alone for my salvation. Yeah. Wow. And so that happened when you were a junior, huh? A junior in high school, yes. Yeah. Uh, So how long have you been a part of the Christ Central family? And what are some things you miss about gathering together as a church during this pandemic? Okay. Peter and I have been at Christ Central since our family moved here to Northern Virginia about 15 years ago. So Mm. uh, by September this year, it will be 16 years. And so we've been here for a little while. And wow. yes, I miss uh, obviously worshiping together, seeing people's full faces without mm-hmm. that. <laughs> That's and, right. And giving real hugs. That's it. Yeah. That's what I miss so much. And- and, um, you know, you know, ministry during this pandemic has been challenging and exhausting for, for everybody uh, because it's just what we're, we're not used to any of this. But in what ways have you experienced joy or even satisfaction as you've served and ministered during this pandemic? So thankfully, um, as, a, as an LOMD leader and discipler mm-hmm. uh, and as a deaconess, Thankfully, both ministries have been ongoing despite mm-hmm. the pandemic. It hasn't stopped. So even being able to meet virtually on a weekly basis with my journey group mm-hmm. members or occasionally meeting outdoors um, has brought much joy and life because we're there for each other. And we have created yeah. this special safe place where we can be vulnerable with one another and cheer each other on. Uh, through the ups and downs of life. And it's also been good to get to know the other uh, deacons and deaconesses in our small team meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, We had one today, actually. We had a deacon board meeting. And it's been good to discuss the needs of our church, some action plans, and also connect with one another by praying for each other. Yeah. Our our women have been so blessed by you, Deaconess Sandy, and your discipleship, and they've multiplied out, and and those that you're going to be caring for now and, and going into the future. I can just see literally generations of women being impacted, and you may never meet some of those people that you are impacting even now, and so just so thankful for that. Yeah, you know, Pastor Bobby, you know this, but my wife, Margaret, was a part of Deaconess Sandy's journey group for three years. Yeah. And yes. this year, she started her own journey group. And so already, uh, Sandy, you someone you discipled is now discipling other people. And, and you're multiplying, and your uh, spiritual impact and heritage is just being passed on. And, um, and I see what an amazing journey group leader my wife is. And she just says, uh, she just copies what, what Sandy did. And so you were just a great <laughs> role model for my wife. Yes, we hear that so often. We just do what Deacon Sandy does. 
uh, yeah, no, I'm, I learned, have learned a lot from the ladies in my group. And I know that God brings those groups together for a specific mm -hmm. purpose during that season of life. And it's been just a great privilege and a great joy. Yeah. You know, Deaconess Sandy, as, as good and as important as it is to serve at church and in official ministry capacities, nothing is more important than your own personal worship, right? Um, stuff that nobody sees. Uh, it's not, you know, um, you know, it's not publicized. But as we know, uh, personal worship is so important because it's so possible, as, as, as we say, it's possible to work hard for Jesus without walking with Jesus. And it's during personal worships that we get to walk with the one that we serve. So can, can you share with us what your personal worship looks like and how you do it? Sure. I usually um, start with prayer. And then I, I've been using this devotional to get me going. It's called The Joy of My Heart by Anne Graham Lotz. And okay. it was actually a gift, uh, a little gift that was given to me by our own Women's Ministry Director, Karen Harrelson. Ah, okay. Yes, when, when I think it was when they needed uh, to utilize our, our home for uh, a meeting or an event that they had. And it was just a small thank you gift, but it's been, you know, blessing my heart. Um, and then obviously I read either a chapter or more of God's Word using um, the Discipleship Journal Bible Reading Plan. Okay. Like, you know, for the longest time, I just actually, like, failed those plans a lot, you know? <laughs> and so in the sense that the emphasis was more on the plan instead of just being in God's Word. Mm. And so I said, you know what? Uh, whether I finish that plan uh, in a year or not, I'm still going to use it as a guide so mm. that I can keep track of, uh, you know, what Bible I've been reading. Yeah. So um, that's been good, you know, to have that freedom and grace towards myself and also mm -hmm. to keep the right focus. You that's know, right. it's not about were you successful in, in keeping a plan, but it's more <laughs> on uh, the emphasis on my relationship with Christ and keeping that going and growing. Amen. Yes. Amen. And then if time allows, uh, I don't do this every time, but I've been using this, uh, another gift that I had received from someone else, from uh, Alex Kim, actually. Uh, it's a prayer journal for women. And whenever I have extra time, I take time to write down my thoughts, my convictions uh, in this prayer journal. And then I end my time with the Lord with prayer asking him to help me apply what I have just read in my personal life. And so about how, how much time does a, a daily, regular uh, personal worship take? I think, um, you know, when I don't have time to journal, I, I would say 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah, okay. 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. You know, it, it's so encouraging for me to hear that Deacon Sandy, because I hear over and over people saying, ah, I, I can't give God five minutes. Uh, um, but I know how busy you are. And to see you set aside 25, 30 minutes just to spend unhurried time with God and his word, listening and meditating, it's just so encouraging. And I, and I hope that what you're doing is it can be a godly habit that all of us in our church family can adopt and, and really do. Because we all need to spend that unhurried time listening to God and his word. 
And so I want to ask you, so what are some things that God has been teaching you or convicting you of recently as you've been in his word? Okay. Well, I just recently read um, Apostle Paul's instructions for Titus in mm -hmm. Titus chapter 2 and how he, uh, he was um, in, just encouraged to instruct various age groups to live in a way that adorns the doctrine of God. Uh, okay. our faith, right? And this also goes with our life on life missional discipleship journey lesson. And uh, I was reminded of what older women need to be like, and also how to encourage our younger women so that the word of God may not be criticized because of the way that we live. Wow. Um, I love that you're thinking about always the next generation. You're not only discipling them, but even as you read scripture, you're thinking about them, praying for them. That's so encouraging. Isn't it true, Pastor Bobby, that the way we live our lives can either adorn our doctrine or make it ugly? It, it, it's not really neutral, is it? Either we make the doctrine more beautiful or we make the doctrine less believable by our conduct and how we uh, uh, conduct ourselves. And so yeah. uh, thank you for that, Deacon Sandy. It's such a good word. Um, again, uh, searching gears one more time. Let's talk about your work. So what do you do for work and what do you do at your work? Okay. Uh, well, I work at Seneca Ridge Middle School and mm -hmm. I am a sixth grade math teacher for Lowen County Public Ooh, School. Math teachers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're married to one, Pastor Bobby. And so years ago, my administrators uh, asked if I would be willing to work with our hardest population, the students mm. that struggle the most with math and that have the greatest deficits. And so I, I said, okay, I'll try it for a year. Let's, you know, do a trial run. Uh, but honestly, I've never stopped since then. Uh, because uh, I've, I found that I felt like the Lord was calling me to this work. And it is, you know, honestly, very hard work, but no. it has been very rewarding also because my job is to convince students that have a fixed mindset about math, like, okay. I, like I hate math, or I am not <laughs> good at math, or I can't do math, you know, yeah. to, to having a growth mindset about math, like <laughs> to go from, you know, that belief that I can't do it to, oh, I don't know how to do this yet, but I can learn if I try. So mm. a lot of my work is encouragement and really trying to break those lies and beliefs that the false beliefs that they have mm. about themselves. Wow. So you're, you're not just teaching math. Yeah. You're actually caring for people. You're caring for your students. It's my mission field. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it sounds so parallel to even our journey in evangelism and loving people and sharing the gospel. Like they either hate Christ or they feel distant or they feel like it's, like some crutch and then to be able to kind of transform their and renew their mind it's 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 equivalent and so that's so encouraging to hear that you do that at school you know away from school at home and even um with the women of our church so thank god for you you know one thing i love about you deacon sandy uh, deacon sandy is that you bring your christian identity to whatever you do to whatever place you're in 
And so can you kind of walk us through how you let your faith in Christ shape and influence how you teach and how you carry yourself as a teacher in, in, in the context of other faculty and other students? And how do you think your faith in Christ shows up in your workplace for you? Sure. Um, so I feel like my work uh, is to really create a safe place. Like mm. where it's okay for students to make mistakes and to learn from them. Obviously, we don't want them to just, you know, make mistakes and just stay there. It's kind of like yeah. like Jesus loving us and loving us, en us enough not to just stay there, right? Um, but like students don't know how to react when I literally applaud them when they <laughs> just made a mistake. They like look at me strange, like this is this feels weird, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but but I tell them that I'm really proud of them because them making mistakes means that they are, are at least taking a chance and mm -hmm. trying. And I told them that that I respect that more than students that don't want to make a mistake and don't try at all, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I I believe in doing my work with integrity with mm -hmm. humility, with excellence and love and care for my students and for my like fellow coworkers. Um, like for example, just, just through LOMD and my, um, my studies there and our challenge to continuously grow in our missional heart for others, I felt really convicted to spend more time with non-Christian friends. And so, even though due to health reasons, I don't really drink alcohol. Uh, <laughs> I, in order to build my relationships with my coworkers, I organized like an informal gathering for my math team to go out for happy hour. Wow. And appetizers together for uh, like together once a month on the mm -hmm. last Friday of each month. And I can see that they are hungry for community, for mm -hmm. care, for connection. And mm. every single one of them signed up to go. Wow. Yeah. So all seven of us in our math team said, yes, they would like to join. So that just tells you that they are hungry yeah. and uh, for, for that fellowship or connection. Right. And I don't want to just uh, obviously, you know, just sit and drink with them, but I want to get to know them. And mm -hmm. I also want to be able to speak into their lives uh, if they would allow me. And as, the, mm -hmm. and as the spirit leads. But I just feel like I wouldn't have that right unless I had opportunities to show that I care for them and yeah. that I want to make time for them. Yeah, wow. You know, I love that your concern is not just to teach well, as important as that is, but your concern is not only to, to love your students and to affirm and encourage your students, but also to be a positive impact on your coworkers. You care about your coworkers. Mm -hmm. And that's such, such a beautiful thing. You know, um, I think part of being a, a Christian employee, and I, and I said this last week, and I think I want to say it again, part of being a Christian employee is not so much about, you know, putting up Bible verses on your desk or playing Christian music or anything like that. It's just having a, a character of, of care, a compassion, love for others so that others can see that, man, you're different. You, you treat people differently. And, and, and why is that? And it almost makes people ask, what's the reason why you do this? And then, and then of course, that becomes an opportunity for you to give a reason for the hope that you have and, and, to, uh, and, and to share about your faith in Christ and why you do the work that you do. And so, Deacon, I'm, I'm just so encouraged by how you do your work because you honor and exalt Christ 
in how you do your work. So thank you for your example. Just I uh, want to want to affirm you and encourage you that uh, we need more teachers like you, Deacon and Sandy. <laughs> Thank you for your encouragement. Yeah, and our schools will be better for it. You know. Yeah, so. I wish I, I wish I had you as a teacher when I was struggling with math. The care that you give to them, it would have been powerful. And I'm so glad for your students who get that on a daily basis. Thank you. You, you know, um, before we wrap up here, uh, Deacon Sandy, um, I, I want to ask just kind of two things. One is, you know, what's maybe one or two lessons that you have learned uh, maybe uh, through this pandemic? And then secondly, what's one word of encouragement that you would like to share with our church family? Just anything on your heart that you wanna share with our church family? Okay. Well, early on um, in the pandemic, I learned um, and God reminded me that I am not in control, but that <laughs> he is. <laughs> So when many students were choosing to turn off their cameras, mute their mics, and mm. you know, turn to other forms of entertainment during class time, oh, <laughs> you know, accountability at home with distance learning while parents were at work, I really had to let go of my need mm. for school. And mm. uh, all I could do was pray and to continue to make as many connections with my students as possible and mm. make learning as engaging and as fun and interesting as possible but uh, you know i also had to remind myself hey this year the school the scores of the sols uh does not reflect the type of teacher that i am and that my value and worth is not dependent on their performance but i quite alone you know Amen. And, I, and i guess that's not just this pandemic year, but it's true everywhere. Yeah. And then um, as far as an encouragement uh, to share with our church family, I would say, you know, life is short. Mm. And no matter what life stage you may be in, uh, I would say to the best of your ability, pursue Christ and mm. his will with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength, because that's something you will not regret doing. And remember that we are not citizens of this world. He has sent us into the world in order to make his gospel known. So find ways to grow in your love with God and also with others uh, for his glory and for your joy. Because I think that that's uh, the equivalent to having an abundant life. Hmm. The abundant life that, yeah, that's in the, the, in the word of God. Oh, so good. What, what a great word um, uh, to end this uh, interview with Deacon Sandy with. I'm just, yeah, we all, for those of us that heard that, we need to take that to heart and, and remember uh, not only life is short, but our citizenship is not here. It is in heaven. Uh, we are pilgrims on our way through and we're headed to our eternal home. And it's so good to remember that, especially during times when this world does not feel like home. And it's so yeah. broken and messy, right? Yeah, that's a good word. Deacon and Sandy, before we let you go, we want to pray for you. So is there a, a prayer request or two that you can share with us so we can pray for you before you go? Um, okay, well, thank you so much for asking. One, you know, one of my favorite Bible verses is Psalm 37, verse 4, that says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. 
So um, if you, I would love it if you could, if you guys could pray that I would continue to grow and learn to delight in Him. And then mm. as I delight in Him, I know that my desires, the the desires of my heart, will be more and more aligned to what Jesus would have me do every single day. And then um, that's a prayer for me. And then if you can pray for uh, our son, Joshua, you, as you both know, ministry is hard, but he feels called and that God would just continue to equip him and to make his ministry in obedience to Christ, like fruitful. I would greatly appreciate that. Well, we got Pastor Bobby on the show with us. I'm going to ask Pastor Bobby, could you pray for Deacon Sandy and for Pastor Joshua? I will. Let's pray together. Lord, uh, what a blessing it is to hear the heart of one of your faithful, faithful servants who loves you so dearly. And I pray, Lord God, that she would continue to grow and, and in the way that she grows, that she would delight in you. And her delight, Lord God, would continue to impact the lives of every person she comes across, from her coworkers to her students, to her family, and to those that she disciples, that they would carry the same type of delight that she has in you, and that they may also do that continually. We also pray, Lord God, for her son Joshua as he is in ministry. And you know, Lord God, that we struggle at times as those, Lord God, who minister your word and those who are under shepherds, Lord God, of you. That at times when we feel discouraged, at times when what we see um, brings us, Lord God, to a place where we're discouraged at times, you, your presence, your word, and your community allow us to rise up again and to love the sheep again. And so would you do that for Joshua, that as he is shepherding, as he is loving, preaching your word and teaching, that you would continue to give him strength and courage to lead his people as the under-shepherd that glorifies your name. And so we thank you for our time together and for Deaconess Sandy and all that she does in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Deaconess Sandy, thank you so much for hanging out with us in the Central Clubhouse. It was great to hear your story today. And for those of you who are watching or listening to this podcast, thank you for listening and watching. And we'll see you next week in the Central Clubhouse for our next episode. Bye for now.